repetitive. That's totally a word. Welcome to Pet Food Beta, Gamer Escapes podcast, bringing you the biscuit and all things Final Fantasy XI news, community, and more. I'm Vivi. I'm Maroku. And joining us today is... Me, but later. Thanks for joining us um, in one of our final installments of Pet Food Beta, but also celebrating one year of Pet Food Beta. That's right. I forgot about that. What'd you get me? Um, I... Didn't really, I, I didn't really get anything. Oh, jerk you know. face. I actually just remembered today that uh, in, actually it'll be this, probably by the time this gets out, it'll be exactly one year. Hmm, nifty. So how about that? Yeah, how about that indeed? <laughs> um, so there's some uh, some news that dropped today that we're going to get into in a minute, but first um, I wanted to backtrack and just kind of cover some of the major updates that have happened in the game. Um, as far as content goes. So there was an episode re- we recorded right after the February update uh, for a number of reasons. Audio quality, I was sick and nasally and coughing. And uh, uh, anyway, we, d- we didn't end up putting out that episode. Uh, but I did want to talk a little bit about the Yorkshire Wield skirmish that came out in February. Uh, and we'll just kind of go over it briefly because by now it's kind of old content um but if you haven't checked it out it's uh it's probably the most fun skirmish that's come out um it is definitely geared for eye level uh, 119 players and it uh you you go in your wield and it's kind of like a tower defense sort of thing where um but in a good way (laughs) (laughs) so there's uh there's an enemy base that that the goal is to destroy but it's way too overpowered for you to actually do it yourself and so um you by defeating like elementals and twitherims uh in the zone you get points and somebody uh stands by a book and then can summon different types of friendly monsters you know there's different roles there's tanks there's dds there's um uh, well, tanks and DDs, pretty much, as far as <laughs> monsters go. Um, and it's kind of this this balance, this this never-ending balance of you know making sure you kind of summon the right monsters to defend your base, uh, and and also enough to be on the offensive to win. Uh, and it's a little bit like Nizel Isle in the in, in the aspect where you kind of go up floors, and occasionally you hit a boss floor where you fight a version of Balamore. Um, who replaces the enemy fortress. Um, and whenever uh, you encounter Balamore, you actually get direct drops off of him. Uh, yes, it's nice. a, yes, it's That's a really he, nice. even though he looks female. Um, it's a he. Um, and uh, like other skirmish, uh, whenever you meet the minimum requirements, you get some guaranteed items uh, that you get from the chest, uh, assuming you pop it and don't die. Um, and so that's that's pretty much the uh, the Yorshi Wield Alluvian skirmish. Um, and it's like I said before, it's it's uh, it's really fun. So cool. That's what that was in the February update, plus the Beastmaster adjustments, which. Um, are uh, are pretty overpowered. They reduced a lot of uh, job ability recast timers, and I think the the thing that a lot of people are excited about is that now you can skill chain with your pets and magic burst. So mm. that was February. In March, um, the major content. So that update came out at the very tail end of March, which is actually still kind of current. Uh, it was it dropped like a week ago. 
Um, the major new thing that they added in that was Vagary. Vagary is, um, I hesitate to call it the end game for Adeline because people have already like cleared all of it, but uh, it, it is, I don't even know if it's it's harder than Delve. I guess it's harder than Delve. Um, you, you have the option of entering with as little as three people, um, but oh, as, nice. as, as many as 18 people. Um, it You can't clear it with three, uh, at least, yeah, and you can't summon trusts. Um, it is kind of challenging. Uh, you have to do a couple of quests and uh, get a rare item that is a pretty common drop from the Fomors. Is that how you say that? Fomors? Yes, yes. Um, in Outer Rock Hisnar, it's befouled water. And then you uh, you bring it to Lefalia, and there's uh, an obsidian passage like the ones that you enter Monstrosity. Um, I don't even know what what the deal is. Uh, but and, and yes, it uses the same NPCs in some of the cutscenes as Monstrosity. I don't know what's going on. Um, I haven't cleared all of it yet, so I, don't, I haven't gotten the full scoop. Uh, but it's allegedly related storyline-wise to Monstrosity, which is bizarre. Um, but uh, anyway, you, you trade that to the Obsidian Passage there, and then you get a key item which will allow you to enter one of three entry points in Outer Rock Aznar, which are conveniently located near the um, the uh, the thing that you can warp to from Adeline, I forget what it's called. The enigmatic device, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, you, the, the key item will grant you access to all three of them and I believe there are five different bosses and I don't I haven't cleared any myself yet so I don't actually know what all five bosses are I know people have but basically when you clear one of them it unlocks the ability for you to 119 an Empyrean piece so you can do the you can do the reforging 109 without any quests or anything for Empyrean armor uh, which was also added last update uh, but to 109 them, you have to at least clear um, each of these one time. Uh, and then the, uh, some of the required items you need to upgrade your Empyrean gear to 119 come from this event. But they're also you can also buy buy them in uh, bazaars. Um, so that is about that. So uh, just kind of a quick rundown of what Vagary is like. It's a lot like Skirmish, to be honest. Um, there's, you know, hordes of mobs that kind of come and respawn and stuff like that. And you got to clear them and, and move on and, and eventually make your way up to the boss and then defeat the boss. So it's it's not all that original. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, just to be honest about it. Um, um, so when you had said that you can't clear it with three, uh, do you think that people could clear it once they have completed armor from that? Or is it just like mm -mm. insanely hard? No, it's not that it's insanely hard. It's just that um, I went in with, um, I went in, went in like the day it came out with my link show um, and there was only like four of us on. And so we went in um, uh, now a uh, uh, Aragon uh, rune fencer, <laughs> um, and we went with humble brag what? <laughs> and we went in with a, a bard, a white mage, and a thief. And we were a we weren't even able to like defeat all of the fomars in the zone that we tried. <laughs> um, but we held our own. We we didn't wipe until like a good thirty minutes into it. Um, but they kept respawning faster than we could clear them. So to give you an idea of how hard it is, it's, it's not like they're so powerful where they're just going to like completely wreck you. Um, but you definitely need more people, I think, to be able to move past um, the initial room 
that you get put in. A uh, good thing though is uh, even if you don't make it to the boss, you do occasionally get some drops. So we did get some of those etched, uh, whatever they're called, but they sell for like, I think 150K. And they're, I think you need like a stack to upgrade one piece. So I might be wrong on that, but uh, this content's still kind of new and I've, uh, I haven't had a chance to really dig into it uh, a whole bunch. So I'm sure next episode we'll have a lot more info on that. Groovy. So that is, uh, so that's Vagary. And then of course the Empyrean armor. And the one other thing I wanted to mention about the update was the additions to the lock style command. Did you see what they added? Um, yeah, they actually made it so you can equip stuff from other jobs, if I remember right. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I actually love this a lot. Um, so Rune Fencer suffers from people not knowing uh, what it's for or that a, knowing that it's even a tank, they assume it's just a DD uh, mm-hmm. because it has a great sword. Yes. Still. <laughs> um, but now I can actually like walk around in what looks like heavy armor sets. That's cool. And people, I've noticed actually legitimately people examining me a lot more and noticing the sword for the first time <laughs> being like oh huh that's cool what is that <laughs> that's like, pretty cool like explaining so yeah uh but it, it's also <laughs> it's also confusing because i noticed that i was watching another group gather for vagary and they had like their white mage with an o chain <laughs> that's funny that's yeah. really funny um yeah. so that's that's cool. kind of fun cool i like the way that they did it um so that's that so on to the um the more um noteworthy news item um yes it's eight pages worthy of noteworthiness yes so, uh so today yeah. early this morning um uh slash yesterday in japan um the translation came out for the freshly picked Vanadil where uh, producer uh, Akihiko uh, Matsui um, responded to a lot of the questions surrounding the Vanadil project, which we talked at nauseum about uh, in the yeah. last episode. Um, there was a lot of unanswered questions. There was a lot of people getting very antsy about the lack of response by the development team and... Um, whether we like the answers or not, I feel like they covered a lot of ground with these responses. They, they, I, I agree, and like I respect them for being very, very thorough, but there are words that will come later. So sure. continue your intro, yeah. <clears throat> um, so sure, yeah, I mean, we we've, we've certainly have very mixed feelings about this, um, uh, or maybe mixed as being generous. Um, <laughs> we have feelings about this. <laughs> But uh, we we do have to give them the respect um, that they they answered seemingly very honestly and um, extensively about this. So um, we do appreciate that uh, by the by the community team and the development team. Um, and so we don't we didn't prepare kind of we usually do uh, actually uh, kind of thorough cliff notes show notes for the the show. But since this news is so fresh. Um, and we're actually recording again um, at nighttime, the second week in a row, or second episode in a row. PFA, or excuse me, PFB after dark. That's right. Like, yeah. Um, we didn't do that, so I think that'll be good to kind of get our raw reaction to it, but I apologize if uh, 
we're a little long in the tooth as far as our recap of this. Um, so let's let's get into it. Where do you want to begin? Um, all right. So first off, uh, producer Matsui uh, gives a fairly lengthy uh, just statement saying, hey, here's the deal. Uh, how he communicated with uh, the PlayStation 2 team and the uh, Microsoft Windows and 360 teams. Because apparently... Um, 11 is the only thing that's being supported for the PS2, period, at this point, which I think most of us knew. And uh, so the main, like, they go on to, or he goes on to explain that because the toolkit for actually developing stuff uh, on the PS2, which is what the engine that 11 is based off of, is so old and is, you know, it's at its end of life, they literally can't produce more stuff for Final Fantasy 11. Yo. Hey. Hello. I didn't have my mic plugged in. <laughs> I was like, ah! Well, kind of what, what we learned was that, you know, the, the game had been developed... Be, well, I mean, not... I think a lot of people realize this, that it was developed as a PS2 game uh, forever, uh, fundamentally. And part of the problem, which I think some new information that came out today, was that they are literally running out of PlayStation 2 development kits to develop new content on. And that's that's what seems to be the major bottleneck, aside from resources and money and all that stuff. Um, even if they did want to continue developing the game as, as they have been, um, it sounded like they're down to like a dozen hardware kits to make it on. Uh, and it, from what I gather, that's all that's left in pretty much the world at this point. Yeah. Was that more or less? Uh, the yeah, they, act, they literally say a dozen machines. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they go on and uh, talks about the dev kits and, you know, PS2 was free forgiving. Da, 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 totally lost a trade of thought. Wish we made notes. Um... Yeah, so um, people were asking whether or not we could have 11 ported over to different hardware, and it was made for Windows and 360, but... Uh, still with the PlayStation 2 Still with the PlayStation 2 stuff. So like, if they had started it years ago, when there was significantly less to port over, then it probably would have been a much bigger possibility of it happening so but not now yeah um and what you know one of the things they mentioned was that uh you know at that time keep in mind this game was they started developing this in 1999 right yeah at a time when bill clinton was president (laughs) (laughs) to put things in perspective right yeah um you know uh hdtv didn't exist really Mm. Uh, I mean, the game is really old, so that, of course they didn't have the foresight to, to develop on something that could scale, because I doubt that they really thought that it would last this long. No, oh, they, yeah. I think they what, they had like a five-year plan originally or something. Yeah, about like a five-year plan, and, and their their competition at the time was EverQuest, and, and part of their inspiration was EverQuest. Yeah, which, which Sakaguchi one day was just like, we need to do that, and yeah, that's but we how need, it started. But we need to do it for <laughs> consoles, and, we, and I think Square, not Square Enix, because at the time they weren't merged it was square soft yeah square, yeah, square soft's um kind of mo at the time was uh put put uh everything everywhere um it, you know on a, as many platforms as possible which to them meant pc and uh, and ps2 and, and maybe xbox which i don't think even existed in 99 no because xbox live didn't happen until uh 360 right no xbox live was with the original xbox yeah was it was the original it was, xbox it was, wasn't around until, like, the same it was, it was a year or two later yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say. 
So, you know, we can't we can't necessarily fault them for not having the foresight because it was an, a brave new world in a lot of ways. And I think I, I even looked this up recently, like the uh, the broadband um, adoption in the United States, like around 2000, was like 3% of residents had broadband internet. Every, I mean, there was dial-up was pretty prevalent then, but yeah. I mean, they were, they were pretty actually forward thinking at the time that they were developing this. Um, you know, the Sega Dreamcast came out in 99, which had a modem port. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Fantasy Star Online. No, bro. It was all about Crazy Taxi. <laughs> all like, about Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi wasn't online. Shh. <laughs> I can dream. I just imagine all the regular sort of NPCs were actual players. But, I, you I, know, I, yeah. Sega yeah. Dreamcast was, was important in, in in just for the sole fact that it had a, a, a telephone port in it for, for online gameplay, you know? Mm. I used to pick my ISP based on which ones were compatible with my Dreamcast. Star <laughs> online, um, and so I think you know was, they were actually thinking pretty you know uh, pretty well in advance back then. But you know uh, anyway, kind of getting current, um, they built on and kept building on and kept building on a foundation that was root- essentially rooted in PlayStation Two. So no matter you know at what point they killed the PlayStation 2 support, they would have had to have done a complete rewrite of the game uh, in order to break the mold, so to speak, and, and move beyond it. Um, which just at this point is not. Feasible. And they're like, that'll never happen. Like our game will yeah. be wh- like you know three years in the can by the time uh, PS2 support ends. Yeah. Right. Um, and didn't so happen. I think that, you know, they didn't come out right and say this part, but I think when Final Fantasy XIV came out, it was the assumption that the player base was going to move over to that. And then we knew what happened with fourteen. you know, that mm-hmm. it was uh, kind of blew up. They remade it with A Realm Reborn. A Realm Reborn was a major success. It continues to be a major success. I think more than they even hoped for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In so many different ways. Um, but so now Eleven is still kind of left uh with this in this weird position where you still have a very passionate fan base but it's it's getting smaller and smaller um and i don't think that they you know and they're moving on to final fantasy 15 and we can we can only imagine that 16 is around the corner um and so i i just don't think that um remaking this uh, this game the way that A Realm Reborn was remade is something that just makes sense at this point for a number of reasons, which they, they kind of talk about indirectly. Mm. Uh, well, I'm kind of going that, off topic, but go ahead. Well, I think that like if they wanted to like sort of make it so 11 players would trans like you know transition over to 14 kind of in mass exodus, they could have done frankly a few better decisions along the way. Like uh, maintaining the dual subscription would have been really nice to keep people yeah. sort of interested in both because when 14 was down, they could go play 11 or vice versa and stuff, and that would you know end up having some sort of nice handholdy development things that could have happened, but it never did yeah well, and, and, and keep in mind too they announced too that they have no plans of changing sub fees right now like this is the same company that killed yeah. the, the dual subscription it's like really Come well on, like, like throw us a bone because they mention um, that, like, after, like, specifically when they're like, oh, after, you know, PS2 and Xbox are dropped. So, like, a year from now, after they already said that they weren't going to continue developing new content for this, that the fee would still be twelve ninety five a month, which is ridiculous. I mean, like, honestly, if you're going to take a game out back and shoot it like I, a dog, I, I want to the jump. Making sure it's dead after you shoot it. I want to jump like, in and clarify something. I, I don't think they said that. I think they said yeah. that um, th- throughout the duration of Rhapsody's event, 
a deal, which means up until November, they have no plans to change the subscriptions. They didn't quite say that they will be changing subscriptions after that. They didn't say either way. Um, so there's a possibility that they may, that may it, change. What it was is, is for right now, there's no plans to yeah. change it, uh, which is kind of disappointing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, here's the quote. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the question was, will there be any changes to the monthly fee with the end of service for PS2 or Xbox 360 versions? And their answer was, since it has been run this way for a long time, there are currently no plans to change it. Which in itself is kind of a bullshit answer. It's like, oh, hey, because something's been going on for so long, we're just going to keep it this way. It's like, what? It, it, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But that's like skipping ahead like five pages in the notes, I, so. and I, I think a lot of this stuff, too, and, and I know he... When he talks about a few of the questions, um, he you know he'll add in the little bit the line like you know it's still kind of far out. We're still working on it. Blah blah blah. That's the answer that he should have been given for this one. Um, yeah. And I think realistically, that's probably the answer, right? Because looking down at it, um, I mean, there's there's two ways this goes, right? A whole bunch of people come back. A whole bunch of people you know pay subs, and then. Like everybody leaves the game right after that last update in November, right? Um, and if that happens, they're going to say, "Okay, we need to change something." Because yeah. you know their their whole thing is they, you know, it's it's all about cost for them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, okay, we'll we'll throw it on maintenance mode. You know, we'll have rhapsodies, uh, but we still need people to be playing it and give us money. So, what happens if we? drop the sub down to you know five bucks or something you're gonna get a lot more people coming in um or you know double it up with with 14 that makes the most sense but yeah totally um because and i'm glad you mentioned that too because when i um so i play 14 very casually um but uh the people in my free company in 14 Half of them probably played Eleven at some point. A lot of them quit after Outer Gone or Wings of the Goddess. Um, but when they heard about Rhapsodies of Vanadil, they were kind of like, "Hmm, I might want to check that out." Oh wait, I gotta pay more than my sub for fourteen? Nah, I guess I'll just read about it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like you do have a potential short window of time where people might resub for a discount. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I also, I also thought it was interesting too. Um, he talks about um, level requirements for Rhapsodies and he says that you can start, you know, like at 99, but it's, you're in a need base. What is, what is the max item level right now? It's a, 119, it, it's 119, right. but there's content level that goes up to 135. Okay. Which is so basically, yeah, you can start like, Oh, Oh, you left like with Abyssia. Okay, come back, but you're gonna have to like get all like capped equipment at some point with all of your non friends that are still playing. Yeah, which is weird because I thought originally they said it was gonna be 109, which was totally obtainable. Through- well, I think yeah. like um like the Sparks gear is like what 117, right? Yeah, yeah. I could see them maybe adjusting that in some capacity to make it 119. But see, but see, stuff. here's here's the issue, yeah. right? And and I'm I'm a really good example of somebody that wants to come back for. Rhapsodies. I have no idea what that is. I don't know where to get it. I don't know what I need to do. And again, I haven't played this game in years. I don't know anybody that plays anymore. Right. Um, I mean, I've, like I know you guys play, right? But a lot of people, um, you know, are going to be in this boat where they just kind of want to get in and you know run back and forth through a couple question marks, you know, scattered around and get some story. Um, 
it's you know I'm not saying that uh, the way that they're doing it is wrong. Um, I just I I don't know that it's I think it's catered more to current players versus um, the the players they want to return. Um, and again, that sub fee that you know could have an impact on that as well. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. I know we're jumping around quite a bit to to the responses. Is uh, since we were talking about kind of the the hardware limitations of development, is they did address a lot of people's concerns about um, well, what does it mean that there's not going to be any new content? There's going to be not major updates. Uh, what kind of updates can we expect? They did clarify and say, um, due to the hardware limitations, it's it's unrealistic to expect that we're going to develop something along the lines of a Dynamis 2, for example. Mm. Um, and that is a, because of what they mentioned, where the, the development kits are, I guess... You know, just it, the major bottleneck here. Um, but they said that stuff that they can do server side is not bound to those limitations. So, sim- you know, some some tweaking in terms of um, quality of life, some job adjustments. It seems like anything that they can really tweak, like in the cloud, like the database mm. side of things, the server side of things, they're going to continue to do, and they can, and that we can expect um, updates every one to three months, which was actually more than I was expecting. To be honest, yeah, That's no. the <laughs> problem with that. And I mean, I I appreciate that you know after the big November update, right? That they're going to continue to to patch stuff. But let's face it, after that point, it's like okay, uh, you know, this weapon skill will do slightly more damage or something, or the the dex modifier is increased or something. Yeah, that's not going to have any. That's not bringing anybody into the game. It's like, not bringing it's anyone not, into the game, but it is November, maybe going to. It, it is maybe going to keep some people around, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's. I really after with with Rhapsodies, I think there's going to be a big push to get returning players. Um, after November, they need to make a giant push to get new players. Um, and the only way they're going to be able to do that is if they drop the sub fee because yeah. it's this whole time, right? Ever since since 1.0 for for 14 came out, it's been about player retention, not getting new players. Um, and they all went to 14 and then 1.0 happened and they came back and Adeline came out and then Realm Reborn came out and they went back and so right now it's been about retention but what they I think these you know these next months here leading up to November it's going to be you know they're going to be aiming at those players that you know played for you know five or six years that want to come back and see how everything ends and then after that last update as much as you know Walt's potency plus five percent you know job adjustments would totally bring I love that that's the stat you pull out randomly (laughs) you're talking to a guy that has a crazy Wyvern HP set all right um But I mean, it's it's you, you gotta know. get the you gotta get the new uh, capes from Adeline. Oh yeah, like plus one hundred wyvern HP. Ooh, hey, every every HP counts before but, you augment uh, it. By the way, ah, uh, you gotta augment. Ah, oh, jeez, too much work. <laughs> too much work. But um, yeah, I mean, after November, um, a lot of people, like I. You know, I'll give them a few months after November, right? There's going to be those people that just don't want to let go. But once they get to that point where it's like, okay, like, this is it. They're going to leave. Um, and then Square needs to do something. And they need to do something drastic um, to retain uh, the players 
right now that they've been so focused on retaining. Um, but then they're going to have to change over a little bit too and try and draw in new players. Because um, that's that's the only way that this game is going to exist is if they can draw in new players. And they're not doing that with a 1299 sub-model in no. 2015. No, and, and uh, let me mention one thing about that uh, as far as community goes. Um, so we mentioned on the last show that, um, that a bunch of people recently you know, transferred to Asura, which as of right now, I'll do a quick see all. Uh, and we've got 967 people on, which on you know a holiday weekend isn't bad uh, for North American primetime on a Friday night. Um, uh, I would I logged on a couple of nights ago to Quetzalcoatl, which was my old server. Did a see all. There was 350 people on it, like You're eight o'clock. No. Wow. And Quetzalcoatl, mind you, like when Voidwatch was all the rage, you know, before Seekers of Edelin. I remember was, Voidwatch. Yeah. Um, like that was like on average, it was like 1,200 people at, you know, primetime North American time. Um, and so that's that's how far the player base has declined. The, the, the other thing, too, I thought was funny, too. Um, they weren't going to consider server merges until after. After uh, November. Was, was, it, was it November or was yeah. it March? It was, it was November. November, November yeah. yeah. It's like, guys, you need to. That's okay. It, it's one of those things where I think they're hopeful that they're going to get so many new players that all the servers are just going to fill up. And I, realistically, I don't know. Yeah. I think I feel well. You know, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure this has been brought up before, but um, you know, logging in through the you know the couple of the free weekends and stuff they've had server merge. Just feel like that should have been done like a year or two ago. Oh, years ago at this point. It's so delayed, and now they're putting it off even more with the the hopeful you know this wishfulness that oh yeah like Rhapsodies and we're gonna stop the game so that's just gonna make people flock to the you know and fill up the servers and I don't I don't think that's gonna happen well here's the thing they were asked a question too later on where it's like hey like you know population increases in the future um, like is there any chance that like you could continue releasing new stuff and they said no (laughs) yeah they pretty much just stop guys stop guys please like I mean like uh, I don't know like so you. okay, so so to that to that point, let's let's move on to the mobile client, oh, not, not grand not grandmasters, but the the mobile yeah. version. So some yeah. more information came out about the mobile version and exactly what we can expect and what the deal is with that. Um, and I think. Um, <sighs> There's good and bad. Uh, well, g- good, I say with an asterisk. Um, <laughs> I think I, I, I now understand it a little bit more. I'll, I'll say that much about it. Um, but they confirmed that no, it, it's not going to share the servers. And no, it's you're not going to have your same character data. Um, they may or may not allow you to transfer your character data or at least, um, like, add some sort of record of what you've accomplished that that was the gist that i got yeah Mm, yeah. um so so basically at the end of the day what they're doing is okay uh it comes out you have up to cop because they want to get everything out as soon as possible okay so cop you have to start over the servers aren't shared which has been the staple of final fantasy 11 is the cross-platform play um and it's like a different character so anybody that's been super into into 11 over the past you know what will be 14 years say all right this is the future it's on mobile by the way you have to start over and it's not on the same server as pc that like it's already bad enough that they expect people to play an mmo on a mobile device i still think that's foolish i know you talk about a genre where you know a play session is several hours uh on a device where uh you know 
know, a, a typical play session is 10 minutes of Angry Birds. Um, <laughs> at most. At most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it depends what you, know, you ate the night before. And also and also buttons. <laughs> you, need bu- you need buttons to play an MMO. You can't do it with the touch. Yeah, they're making it for the touch interface. But, you know, then they talk about, you know, an offline version. But, well, the, the cost is too much. Well, if they're developing this this mobile thing, it sounds like from the ground up. Yeah. Why can't they take whatever that is, port it over to PC, and continue to develop that? I don't care if it's got mobile graphics. I mean, they have, you I, know, FF3 I, I, and FF4 is I on will, Steam. Yeah, and, and I, I will answer to this, not that I agree with it, but I, I can understand the mindset of this. And I, I think that the reason for that is because their Square Enix isn't taking the financial risk Nexon is, um, and they're licensing the IP from, from Square Enix. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I think that's that's kind of where they're coming from. They, they don't want to invest in another Realm Reborn with a smaller audience. Um, but they can let somebody else take that plunge and be creative consultants to it. But like I even just, then, on like the note of like the whole potential, like if like let's say hypothetically, giant meteor cast by Shantoto was to crash into Vanadil, like I think that if it was done correctly, people would play it if the fee was like right. If they did ever do like a reboot at eleven, if the fee was right, and if you didn't have to start completely from scratch. And from would play a fan it. perspective, I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me that they would move arguably one of no actually no definitely like their largest Final Fantasy title ever from accessible relatively like in an easy fashion to a mobile device it, it just doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah it, the, the genre doesn't fit the system that they're taking it to and and yeah. you know you mentioned risk um, which I think is, is important to bring up um, when this thing launches it's it's coming out up to, up to Chains of Promethea they said because uh, they want to get it out as soon as they can uh, what are the chances they even get to Adeline, right? I mean, it, like I, you know, I could see. It what are the chances they even get to Promathia? Like... I mean, honestly, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, you, you got to think about it. It's like I, I remember reading something about when when Final Fantasy XI before Xylark came out that it had more dialogue text than the Bible. Like. Yeah. That's a big game in and of itself. <laughs> Let alone like, Xylart plus Promathia. Like I could see them getting rid of like all like the little side quests and whatever. So ooh, you can't do Eco Warrior, who cares? But like the <laughs> only reason I can see them sort of going up to like Chains of Promathia is that with Promathia, you have a the end at the end of that storyline. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, Promathia was was the yeah. end for 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 or for eleven, yeah. Yeah, you have a the end and then, you know, then Ottergon shows up or whatever later. But if they never get to the other stuff, stuff you could say that you get the majority of the 11 story from base xylart and then yeah. Ramathia. that's so. true so that that brings me to to, to to the question um they address the single player version um <laughs> we touched we touched on that very briefly uh, i'm trying to find it in the notes i can't find it but basically they said it was it would cost too much money to do it they've talked about it a few times but it's just it's not feasible Especially because of of the way that the systems were built and stuff, it's made for multiple people, and it's which just I have to work. I have to answer to that 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 is a, a BS answer, um, because and just this is just coming from from me as like one of the ultimate Final Fantasy fans of the main series. Um, 
uh, I think that they could do the game total justice by making it, um, even if it's mobile, but ideally, you know, current generation PS4. Something with buttons. Something with buttons. Yeah, PS4, Xbox One, whatever. Um, they could do the game a lot of justice by doing a single player version, even if it's downloadable, whatever, no voice acting, whatever, um, where you play as the NPCs and you cut out all of the side quests. You cut out maybe all of the extras that like, for example, you, you only have one zone of Windurst, you know, or, or one zone of Sandoria. Um, you don't have to have all of the details or whatever, but you can play through the story as somebody who may have skipped this title because it was online. And yeah. you still have the most lovable cast of characters, some of the greatest storytelling, some of the, the greatest gameplay of any of the main numbered Final Fantasy series to date. And I, I think that I think they're missing the boat with that one. Even, even today, yeah. there's that that kind of stigma against the MMO titles in the series, which is is kind of a shame. Um, yeah. But I, there's, I would love, especially with with Grandmasters. You know, they announced Grandmasters like, yeah, it's this mobile title. It's going to be an Vanna deal, and it's you know, kind of making me think of like, you know, they had like the Evil East stuff, and I'm like, that's all right, like that's kind of cool. Mm. But then it's Japan only. Um, unfortunately for Square, uh, Final Fantasy XI is not a Japan only game. It's played around the world. Yeah. Uh, people and loved Europe, around the world. And, yeah, yeah. People are going to want to play it that don't live in Japan. Um, and and again, you know, I'm not a huge huge mobile mobile uh, gamer that being said record keeper is pretty cool um i've been playing that a little bit but um oh okay i'm glad you brought that up uh, quick sidebar <laughs> record keeper i mentioned this before we started recording record keeper is my favorite final fantasy labeled mobile game that they've put out to date yeah it's yeah. uh i think that we were talking about this on irc or whatever uh but it, it to me it feels like it's it's like the uh the greatest hits album of the final fantasy series <laughs> where you can kind of get your quick five to ten minute fix and play through some of the classic battles from all of right. the different games with a kind of a mashup of like player you know characters from all the games and it's done well enough to where you don't feel like you're just mashing buttons but it's uh it's simple enough where you don't have to invest yourself in a whole lot right and see and that's that's the problem like you don't want to have to invest a whole bunch of time and stuff on a mobile device right um and yet you know here square is like yeah Future Final Fantasy Eleven mobile absolutely because well, it's, like, it's one of those totally things where like, I think no. if if it was like a 3DS or like a Vita I would mm-hmm. totally be on board for it but I mean like I'm holding my phone buttons. right now it, it doesn't even yeah. need to be on anything specific I just want it to be on buttons yeah no I mean like a Palm Pilot much better than like you know an iPhone <laughs> like I have I have one button on my oh, iPhone like so that. yeah I had a Palm Pilot once so oh, maybe like a Palm Pilot or like a BlackBerry or something I like had that. a Palm Pilot as well do BlackBerry still have buttons BlackBerry is out of business. I think Is no it? they still make blackberries I think. yeah they're still around yeah. we have accessories for them at work but anyway <laughs> <laughs> how did this go from final fantasy to blackberry discussion but uh anyway like I, was, like I was saying um, you know, we have Grandmasters, and Grandmasters is right now um, JP only, um, which is, again, kind of irritating, too, especially coming, you know, since it is 11, and there's always been that kind of, you know, JP only thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the game's dying. Uh, we're going to kind of continue the, the lore of the world for Japan. Um, and so I would love to see a full-blown single-player uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, uh, you know, a spin-off or something. Um, you know, have it be like a you know set in the Far East. Have a couple zones. You know, let let you go to Windurst or something. 
um, just to kind of, you know, tie it all together. It doesn't need to be old stories. It could be new stories. It could be, you know, a combination. You don't need to have everything, you know, you don't need the, the side quest with like the, el- the elven guy that thinks he like time traveled or whatever. Like just, <laughs> just, you, you know, gotta include the-, the brown mage in lower Juno though. Yeah. That's the one requirement. <laughs> just include, include the, the, you know, the core story, the core concepts, mm. um, and put out a solid single player title. And I think that would make a lot of people happy happy yeah, yeah i agree i would love to see that even if they made it a 2d game that was like 16-bit throwback era you know um mm, let's let's not let's not give them ideas uh, okay fair yeah, enough yeah, but yeah but like I, no but i completely agree with fusion i think that like if they use like the same engine as like say i don't know uh well i, I was gonna like immediately default to like 10 but i was the ps2 so that's completely out of the question but like i don't know it just it there are people that run private servers that are able to just effectively have a single player game. It doesn't seem like it would be that big of a stretch to just make a single player title since they already have all of the stuff available. Like that that just that's one of the things is how is it too costly if it's just a digital download? Well, okay, yeah. so yeah. I will I will speak to that uh, quickly. Um they are being pulled in a lot of different directions because this this is a very small player base at this point, but they're a very passionate one. Uh, and they're not going to make everybody happy. Um, yeah. At this point, I don't think they're making the majority of the players happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate. There's like, the one, there's like the one guy in the world that's like, yeah, I totally want everything that's going on right now. I want to start over because he's that into the story. There probably he makes is a character every week mm-hmm. to yeah. go ahead and like play through everything. So, so. It, you know, you, one know, of you the- know what it is when you come down to it. Final Fantasy XI on mobile is that progression server that everybody's been asking for. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it <my> is. <laughs> It is in some ways, and so so that's that might be the one um, silver lining in, in this whole thing, right? Is is that yeah. if the game is done well, mm. which I am as big of a skeptic as anybody as far it's, as that goes. It's one of those things where it 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 either works or it doesn't, and I don't think Square is gonna let Nexon put out something that doesn't work. Um, the question is, will it, it get to out? that stage, right? Yeah. I mean, how long is it going to be in development? You know, um, after COP, does it does it you know it, does it have enough of an audience to get those extra updates for for Ottergon and Wings and Adeline? But um, the problem with Square and, and again, Japanese company, um, so their first audience, right, is going to be Japan. Mobile is huge in Japan, not so much everywhere else. Um, but you know, even then, you know. Uh, you know the Japanese that take the train to work they're on the train for I don't know what 10 20 minutes something like that that's again that's like a couple rounds of Angry Birds that's not I'm gonna go like run Limbus or something that's yeah. you don't have the time yeah. that's not mobile is not made for that type of, uh, of uh, time investment well like just like to like so hypothetically speaking let's say the mobile game is put out how would it be structured would it just be like mission storylines like you don't actually worry about grinding or leveling through outside of like grinding mobs or exping i think that's like, at all like that one like, of the biggest that, problems too yeah. is like we know we know it's going to be mobile we know that um you know they're going to add like you know some type of fate system or something um but outside of that i mean we don't know um how much stuff it's directly going to pull um from from the existing version and i think that's where a lot of the confusion is coming from um i mean like you know like i keep i keep talking about how it's you know mobile's a terrible platform for mmo but 
what if it, you know it's not the Final Fantasy XI we have now with touch controls? What if it's something different? I mean, it sounds like they have to build this from the ground up, right? Yeah, right. it sounds like they are too, which, which is one of the things they clarified. Which makes that that whole thing about um, you know the you know content patches and stuff even more frustrating, especially when they talk about um, how you know content can be expanded upon for this mobile version. So basically, what they're saying is we're redoing Final Fantasy XI and everybody's been wanting it but it's only on mobile and we also might add new stuff but again it's only on mobile yeah i just it doesn't make sense and in you know in the same q a where they say they don't want to do an offline version because it costs too much and we have to worry about cost and blah 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 and so they give it to nexon and say okay make it on mobile because i doubt nexon was like yeah like let's mobile yeah awesome millions of dollars right there mm. and so we're you know they're continuing everything possible you know there's a possibility for expansive uh, for expansion stuff um, and to not make that available on PC as well I just that is a huge huge step in the wrong direction I agree yeah. and and I, th- and I think um, what they could what they could do is is release the remake on PC e- mm-hmm. even without all of the expansions and you know what I bet people would be delighted to play a new version of Final Fantasy 11 even if it's got the same character models and the same low resolution textures but with an up to date modern engine you know that's running at 60 frames mm-hmm. a second yes. with anti-aliasing yes. yeah that uses yes, the I, GPU that that looks as good as Final Fantasy three on the PC. Yeah, no, I would drop money on that. Not like you know sixty bucks new game money, but I drop like I thirty bucks or so on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're I, already, yeah, I drop, yeah. If if there's already an investment to redo this for mobile, I just I don't understand why they wouldn't take a few extra steps to bring it to PC when that would mean more money. Yeah, right. And maybe it, they will. I mean, maybe they're they're not they're not being you know forthright in, in saying that and. and they're really their biggest audience right now is iOS and Android, but you know, may, I, I, th- I think, and I think you guys agree, is that mm. this just isn't going to work without buttons and a keyboard very well. Yeah. It needs, it needs like, to be on buttons. Yeah. Like, what also very minor and probably unlikely possibility is that they could plan to port whatever the mobile version of the game is over to PC, maybe, and then they're just saving this for a big announcement. Be like, oh, hey, we listened to the fan base or something. You know, I, I, probably I, not, though. Yeah, and I, yeah. as much as I wish that were true, um, yeah. with with the way that they handled this announcement and with the again the community that they've built up, if they were going to do that, they would have said so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like even like when the announcement was going on by itself, I mean, I mentioned it last time we recorded, but it's like nobody looked like that they wanted to actually be there, except like the one Nexon guy who's like, "Hey guys, what's going on." No, he was like, reading the script half the time. He didn't. He wasn't even looking yeah. at the camera most of the time. Yeah, no, but nobody wanted to be there, and so it's just well, it's, it's like <laughs> it's it's a touchy subject, right? Because it's like, hey guys, check it out. So that game that you really like, uh, we gotta kill it. Yeah, no, but even then, they're not killing it. They're slow bleeding it for months and months and months. Like, frankly, yeah. just unplug it at this point. It's just a mess. Um, one yeah. thing I do want to touch on real quick uh, is with the Rhapsodies of Vanadil content. Um, the, and I'll, I'll just read this uh, verbatim. Um, the question was, will we be able to go to the Orc Empire, the Mithra homeland, or to the Far East? And the answer was, in terms of whether or not you'll be able to go to these locations... You probably won't be able to, but you should take a close look at the image of the woman with the pole arm. I've been told not to say anything further. My apologies. 
We understand the player's desire to go to these lands, so we'll be putting tons of effort into re or into excuse me. We'll be putting tons of effort into developing Rhapsodies of Vanadil to try and meet these expectations. What do you guys think they mean by that? It's basically they're they're trying to lead us on like, oh yeah, like look, she's wearing like some Far East kind of looking stuff, but yeah, like there's probably not going to be any new areas. Uh, please look forward to it. Well, they said that they were putting in new zones. <laughs> they, they, they did. My my yeah. take my take on that was that um, don't get your hopes up, but maybe if we can pull it off, we'll maybe put a cutscene that takes place in one of those zones, or maybe you get to go to one of those places. We'll have, but, we'll have like we'll have right. like a room in in an inn in right. the Far East that you yeah, can get. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's that kind of the extent of what I'm expecting. Uh, Assuming there well, doesn't dev kids don't shit the bed and they can't develop it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that they didn't mention though in that post though was Tavnasia. <laughs> There's probably a reason they didn't mention. That's it. all I want. That, yeah. You know what? That single player Final Fantasy XI I want Tavnasia. You, you just go. want the city of Tavnasia to run just, around. You know what you do? You lead it up to Tavnasia. That's like the final bit right there. Is that that whole battle? That's yeah. how you do it. Well, that like, could be a whole game in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I pulled up the poster right, and so like looking at it. Kind of eclipsy, kind of phoenixy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had uh, mentioned that before. That yeah, was kind yeah. of the, the vibe. And you, yeah, you know, they have all the characters kind of around the border and right there, kind of not center because that new character center, but on the left and the right, you have Tenzin and, and Southeast kind of taken, you know, second stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoever this new character is. So I, I think that's going to be a big, uh, big part of that. Yeah. But no, that does kind of reaffirm like the whole thing where it's like they would just release the mobile version up to COP. I mean, look who like the two ones in like top billing are COP's major characters. So yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a frustrating but informative announcement today. It's exhausting. I woke yeah. up to this, and so I, I read it in bed. <laughs> it's like what the. Shit? I came. I came home from a yeah. long shift at work, and I was like, okay, so oh, mobile is separate. Oh, it's only up to COP. Okay, that's that's. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. So a couple other things, a couple other quotes I'm going to pull out of here is, um, and we, t- we already touched on this, but uh, the question was, is the Final Fantasy XI development team going to be involved in the development of the native application as well? And the answer was basically they will take part in ways that make the game Final Fantasy XI-like, quote unquote, such as planning how the game works, lore, and editorial supervision. So it sounds like Nexon is pretty much licensing the IP. I mean, it, it, at this point, it feels like they shouldn't even call it, you know, Final Fantasy XI Mobile or Final Fantasy XI Native App. They should call it a spinoff because it's. I'm almost getting the impression that it's going to be a totally different thing. I think it's going to be a dumbed down version. Yeah. And and I think a, a lot of the the problem with the community and some of the frustration or disappointment or confusion, um, it's just like, yeah, it's going to be on mobile. Okay. <laughs> What, what's how like what yeah. you know like in what capacity you know um and yeah. we have no idea i'm i'm curious if they have any idea yet um i i you know part of me you know considering how long that that new ui that we're never getting took them to develop i'm wondering how many people are sitting around a desk saying well, what if we do this well we can't do that on mobile okay well how about this? You know, and I could I could see them just you know native app just being in in project limbo forever. Yeah, that's too bad too because I tried out that new UI and man, the game the game felt so much snappier and was so much more usable. And it just it got like ninety percent of the way there, and it just never yeah. got finished. Um, so uh, a couple other things here. I'm just looking through the notes. 
Um, the uh, the question was: Are there any plans to release official art, resource books, or a CD set compilation of all the songs? And the, the answer is: At this current point in time, there are no specific plans. However, the details are fairly vague. But we would like to release various items. If there are any specific requests for things players would like to have, it would be possible for a plan based on those requests to be devised. If players have any such requests, please let us know. Furthermore, we're not at a stage where we can speak openly about it, but there are already a few projects underway. So it sounds like they may or may not have a couple of things in the works. Uh, Which as far is as great news for those players that live in Japan, because chances <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> as usual. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love and, and, and really hope that at this point they finally... Um, do release like uh, an art book in English. They, I don't think they've done an English one yet for eleven. They haven't done any English books for eleven. They've done a lot of Japanese books. Um, they've done the there was the Vanity Old uh, the tenth anniversary book they did. Uh, there was the uh, well for the twenty fifth anniversary they did a whole series of uh, Ultimaniums. Um, eleven was, was in one of those. Um, I mean, they have their regular Ultimediums, but those are those aren't published by Square. Um, but yeah, something in, in English would be great. Something, something available to people that speak English would be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So many times, and you know, and we we asked Yoshida about this um, back at at FanFest in Vegas for fourteen. Um, you know, and it's basically you know, there's a silly internal rule at Square that you know they have to make it there. Um, but you know, because of that, there's import costs and export costs and all this crazy stuff, um, and it costs a million bucks for for people outside of Japan to buy it, and they don't want that. And it's just one of those kind of silly things that they need to, you know, they need to, to work on as a, as a company and then get that sorted out. Um, whether they do that in time for, uh, you know, whatever they want to do mm. and whatever they want to put out, who knows? But uh, right now, you know, I'm, I'm not terribly hopeful Yeah. as much as I want to be. You know, I'm, you know, you're talking to a guy that bought the Fantasy Deal Tribune book just because he had a whole bunch of other Final Fantasy Eleven stuff, you know, like Japanese. I've got the Tribune book and I've got um, two of the art books and, you know, the, I can't read any of them, but I love just seeing the sketches and stuff like that and i would love after all these years to be able to to have an english version there were weren't there even some no, like licensed novels put out there, by were, there were a, uh, there were actually quite a few uh i think there were manga in japan but not uh, only japan but i think they were released in french as there, well there, there were actually novels in yeah french or german i it think both of- actually <laughs> But not English. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we we haven't seen over here, Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we we won't see over here. Um, So you know, it is what it is. But it's it's kind of frustrating, and and I hope that you know at the end of the day. Um, they come out and they say, okay, we really need to cater to, they need to put their global audience first um, and not their Japanese audience because that's what they've been doing um, for 11, for forever, um, really, which is a shame because you look at 14 um, and just, you know, once once Yoshida came on board, um, the uh, the level of openness 
um, with him was such a breath of fresh air um, coming from, um, you know, a, a background where I was, you know, we were running Final Fantasy 11 based sites. Um, and it was it was amazing to have that kind of openness with with the community um, and to have you know the kind of access that we've had with him. And then, you know, he does like the live letters and then uh, Masui comes out. Yeah, we're going to we're going to do letters, too. Um, but they're only going to be like mostly summaries of patch notes with a couple extra things tacked on. And we're not going to really advertise them for North America or do, you know, scripted Q&As along with it because we don't care about you anymore. Um, (laughs) And so maybe, you know, at the end of the day here when, you know, November rolls around, maybe they can care about us, you know, at least for a couple months. Maybe let us, you know, buy some merch or something that they come out with. Um, But it's it's disappointing to see. Um, all the progress that they've made with the community, with the global community with 14, uh, and then for them to kind of try and copy it a little bit with 11, but, you know, only get, like, halfway there. Uh, Well, here's something that I will say, like, just with the whole sort of JP-centric mindset. If it wasn't for that mindset in 11's earliest days, we wouldn't have the American community of this game, like, as it is right now. I mean, like, think about, like, all the sites that, like, have come and gone, like, Killing Everett, Zay, Sam, the auction house, for God's sake. Like, hey, 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 Sam is still there. Well, uh, the 11 portion, that's what I'm talking about. It's still there. Is it? Yeah. Is it frequented by people? Exactly. Kind so, of. Yeah. Killing I mean, Ifrit's like, Ifrit, gone, though, right? I'm pretty sure Killing Ifrit was gone because, like, they got, like, infested with, like, Trojans or something. Huh. It was weird. But, like, no, I mean, like, you had, like, that, like, the Atlas site and whatnot. And then you had people, oh, like... Oh, God, I <laughs> Yeah, then you had, like, lovely people like Elmer and Korn that would translate things that were in... Uh, Japanese only for the American player base and stuff, and I don't think that like that community would have existed if it wasn't for like the sort of, for lack of a better term, cold American sort of feelings that the JP devs had back then. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Then again, I missed your bright side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I think I'm, I'm looking over the the notes. I think we covered most of the mm. the announcement. Um, before uh, before we brought you on Fusion, we we covered kind of the major content updates, uh, some kind of cool stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of white mages running around with O chains now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah. vi- visually, not not actually. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, so one of the things I did um, before we started recording for the first time was actually just shout in Juno and say, "Hey, we're about to record." <laughs> An episode of Pet Food Beta. Send us your questions via tell. <laughs> you know what I just I just realized, which is I I, uh, I hadn't actually watched this video yet of the the uh, the freshly picked mm. <laughs> mochi sitting there with the laptop and it has all these fourteen stickers on it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh man. I like yes this is all happening with them by the way guys go play 14 um the only tell i got was a question from rakuka on the asura server which was um (laughs) i guess not a serious question uh if snow gelato contains snow arms is it still vegetarian and I don't think we can answer that, but I'll I will have just read it. So there's that. Or is it is this is this is it meat? Well, I it know, contains like, snow arms, but our what I mean our snow. Those are the, the bombs, right? Yeah. yeah. Are, 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 well, the, are they are they meat? I don't know. <laughs> is our arcane meat? 
Yeah. That, that's well, like, that's I mean, a fantastic question. Well, when hmm. you think about it, like, what else is arcane? We've got, like, the magic pots and stuff, right? Yeah. I wouldn't is consider a, is that a, meat. Is a pot meat? No. A, no, a pot is dirt. So, yes, they are vegetaru, Ian. Yeah, that's weird to say. I think the the con- the yeah. general consensus is that, yes, they're they're vegetarian. I mean, it, you think about it, like, all these bombs walking around, they explode. It's You're not getting covered in meat. You're getting covered right? in snow. Mm. They're, they're magical entities. Yeah. So, so unless yeah. you're, so you're against like, magic, <laughs> you're like strictly religious and you don't. You There's got to be a Potter, name for that. Because what? Harry like, Potter or something. If you if you only eat fish and vegetables, then you're pescatarian. There's got to be something for magic and vegetables. Mm. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, glad now we you know. we answered that. Um. So we have two emails. Oh, but, do we? Yeah, but they were pertaining to the sort of more, uh, oh, what? God, nostalgia you? episodes and stuff. Oh, no, I got them. I flagged them and left them unread. So, like your huh. responsible host. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so we got two of the nostalgia posts and stuff, which we were going to do a separate nostalgia show, I think, because this was kind of critical and bitter, right? All I have is a mineral water email. I have two. <laughs> So I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, no, I have a nostalgia email, too. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So we got two of them. Um, I think we were going to save them for the nostalgia show, right? That's the thing that we're doing, I think, right? We'll we'll do a big big thing, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a big thing. But, yeah, so we got your emails, G. Scott and Litwin. Yeah, so thanks for for sending those in. I know we've had um, a couple people shoot us messages on, on Twitter and stuff. I say that like I like I run the account actively. I just have it in a deck. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, we we you know I see emails and, and the the tweets coming yeah. in. Um, you know, so we do appreciate that. We will be doing a big um, episode. We got uh, Dooley. Uh, you guys might remember back from the PFA days is is gonna be uh, jump out on board um, whenever we decide nice to do that. Um, I am also. Um, starting to develop a project um, is kind of a big, a big uh, eleven send off, uh, if you will. Um, lots and lots and lots of, of planning right now, um, but uh, we'll be looking to try and get some community involvement in that at some point, um, and we'll we'll definitely make sure to let you guys know um, how you can get involved when we figure that out. Cool. Yeah, uh, but no, so keep sending your nostalgia emails and what you might want to hear from us in these upcoming months and whatnot and uh, at petfoodbeta at gamerscape.com. That's the email, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. And our, our Twitter handle is uh, at petfoodbeta. Yeah. Yep. And uh, at gamerscape. Yep, and Gamerscape, and to check out our all of our 14 stuff, um, you've got a couple uh, episodes coming up, right, this weekend? Uh, one is this weekend, we're doing uh, Nathariot Radio um, this, uh, this Saturday here, um, that's the, the tomorrow, yeah, it's the 4th, this, I don't know when this is going out, it'll be on the 4th, 2pm uh, <laughs> Eastern, um, and then we are going to do, we keep getting people, our number one Lorecast question is when are you going to do a next Lorecast episode? Um, and so it's going to be on April 11th at, uh, again, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, same day that they're going to be putting out the, uh, Heavensward, uh, opening cinematic. Ooh, nice. Um, so we're going to, we're going to speculate on that. Um, but the main focus for Lorecast is going to be discussion of, uh, 
the finale for A Realm Reborn. Um, so we figured, you know, the 11th, they're putting out that cinematic that's kind of squares. Okay, you should have played this by now date. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take that and run with it too. Gosh, I gotta uh, catch up real fast then. We're gonna talk. It's, it's talk so about good. It's so good. Yeah. You finished the main scenario in 14. I yeah. know this is an 11 show, but holy crap, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I still. Uh, I think I'm still stuck on. Maybe he's like, like I'm on Leviathan. <laughs> no, I'm farther than that. No, I'm stuck on Snowcloak because I can't get a Duty Finder to pop in less than 45 minutes. Are you kidding? Come what? What? What server are you on? I'm on Hyperion. Come to go to a legacy server. That is a legacy server. Sounds like a crap one. Come to Excalibur. Jeez. Yo, yo, I'm on hype. All right. Example B. Don't, don't be out. Just saying. Yeah. Ouch. Um. I know a lot of people on Excalibur. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you should be able to get like a duty defender for that pretty easily. Oh, well, th- well, the thing is, next, I don't really play it for longer than on, five minutes. Next time you're on, bug me, and I'll I'll go on healer or something. We'll we'll get that done. Yeah, if, <laughs> All right. If fusion's healing, you know he means it. Because what there's there's Snowcloak and then there's Shiva and it goes many- Snowcloak, Shiva, and then a bunch of bitch quests and then the final mission. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyway, the, the, the finale is like literally like an hour, hour and a half of cutscenes. It's fantastic. It's Looking so forward good. to it. Yeah. Um, like they give you a little warning saying, sit down and buckle Yeah, up. make sure you have time, but they don't tell you how much time you need. I had to like stop midway, like for like Flash, because Flash was on. Oh, yeah. okay. So before before we, we conclude, I know this is the 11th show and we've talked about 14 for like five Tangents. minutes. This is what we do. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about 15 for a couple minutes? Oh, geez. <laughs> just a couple minutes. All couple right, minutes. all right. I got a couple of nuggets. Uh, one, I know you've played it, Fusion. Joe, have you yep. played it? No, I haven't. Okay. I have seen the summoning of Ramu though, and it was amazing. Okay, I haven't even gotten that far in the game, dude. But, um, so cool. It's like a couple hours spent. Like the demo. <laughs> Come I, on. Well, okay. So. Come on. Come on. So, this is a guy that hasn't beaten Snowcloak yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the okay. Uh, first of all, Fusion X. What are what 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 what's your initial reaction to fifteen so far? Uh, extremely disappointed in the variety of combat, especially um, seeing as how it's a demo uh, attached to Type Zero, which had an amazing amount of diversity in its cast. Um, and then you go into you know, and this is a PSP game. It's a PSP game that came out years and years and years ago. And then you say, all right, here's go for the next Final Fantasy. You get in and you control one guy. Um, kind of a bummer. Um, I, I think the setting is all right. Um, I feel like they could have taken a page out of Yoshida's uh, landmark, you know, X amount of landmarks in each area book, um, because it, I felt like uh, Duske was was fairly boring. You know, it's like, OK, you have this, you know, this little chocobo thing over here. There's a cave like way on the edge of the map. Like, it's just it felt very empty to me. Mm-hmm. Um at the end of the day, though, it's a it's a demo, right? Like yeah. they're working on it. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, the anti-aliasing for the hair like doesn't exist." Well, it's it's a demo. They're still refining things, um, and I the whole all this publicity just for the demo, I think, is so silly. Yeah, um, and it, 
it hurt, I think. I think it hurt Type-0 more because Type-0 came out. Nobody's talking about Type-0. They're talking about the damn They're demo. They're talking about 15, right. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and, and especially with, you know, we all know the history Type-0 has had. Um, and so Square finally puts it out. Then they bundle it with the demo. So nobody's talking about it. And there, you know that somebody's going to look at, you know, social media and, you know, the hashtags and everything and says, well, nobody's really talking about Type-0. So well, maybe yeah, he, nobody they, cares about it. Well, no. It's because everybody's way oversaturating 15. the market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I agree with the things that you said about uh, with your criticisms about uh, fifteen. Um, I will say this though, because I didn't, I really didn't know a whole lot about fifteen or the history about. I mean, I knew it was thirteen verses, all that stuff, but I really kind of um, was taking a. Um, I don't want to ruin it. Uh, I don't want to see too much about it. I'll, sure, I'll sure. check it out when I when I play it. So I checked it out. And um, yeah, it, it does feel like there's a, it's a little disjointed. There's a lot of like running in between stuff, and yeah, you only control one character. But um, to me, it felt like a much more enjoyable version of 13 in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, to where 13, I felt was like way too linear, like to the point where it was the only Final Fantasy game that I picked up that I never finished um, because I just got Didn't bored. Miss much. Yeah, um, but with with 15. I feel so far. I feel like um, wow, this environment is really engaging. Like the, I love. I don't know if you saw this part where uh, in the little chocobo stop or pit stop or whatever, you can follow the NPCs around and just see kind of like that. There's this scene where uh, this woman interacts with this the guy. Arguing yeah, the arguing. Yeah. Yeah. And like like you can literally follow them around, and they kind of have a scripted thing that they do. And I was just like, this this is almost like Grand Theft Auto meets. Final Fantasy, but in a good way, um, mm. I felt like. So, um, you know, I, I only played it for maybe two or three hours total, but so far I was uh, I was pretty excited to see what the final thing is going to be like. Yeah, I know one of the biggest criticisms I've, I've heard from, from people I've talked to is um, when it comes out, it would have been a great game like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, I see uh, that that's, 100%. That's, you know, that's the problem with this game that's, you know, it's been in development forever. Um, it's, you know, they kind of work on it and work on it well okay this isn't really the, the kind of current trend but we've been working on it for like forever so we're not changing it now otherwise it's you know going to take another five years to, to come out so the I, I think system, it'll, be, it'll be better than than 13 for sure yeah i'm getting good vibes and and it's it's only going to get better from this point um you know again it's a demo right it's not the finished product there's going to be uh you know more engine optimization people talked about frames and stuff they're going to fix no i should say fix fix would mean there wouldn't be any um but they're going to optimize the engine more they're going to you know reduce that kind of stuff and um it'll it'll be smoother by the time that the game uh actually comes out but so far it's it's looking better to me um than uh than than the 13 games do so yeah and uh one kind of final thought on that is um the stuff that i didn't expect from this was the fluidity uh, fluidity uh, between cutscenes and gameplay, um, other than the opening cutscene so far, like the whole behemoth fight thing, I loved how they handled that, where mm-hmm. the entire thing is playable. I mean, at least I felt like it was. I don't know if it actually was or not, but I felt like even though while the NPCs are talking to you and stuff, you still have complete control over your character, which to me, 
Um, and I don't play a whole lot of different types of games, but to me that was something like new and refreshing um, mm-hmm. to feel like, oh, okay, I'm actually moving the character while the NPCs are talking and stuff like that. And like, it's giving- like it's like FF8 where they layered the uh, the character model over the uh, FMVs. <laughs> yeah, but better. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't look terrible, right? <laughs> and I love the FF8, but yeah, it it, it just it's always funny to always just run around to see how long you would be like in the the scene, just run around in circles. <laughs> randomly <laughs> yeah anyway uh cool just wanted to get you, you guys take on that i think we're done cool all right thanks for uh joining us uh, sporadically yeah the fusion yeah, no. ambushes are delightful no problem yeah we didn't I, really plan- know, I, I like to to bring my wisdom to all <laughs> we didn't really plan this episode uh, all that far in advance but we figured with yeah. the announcement today and everything uh were we, we supposed to record like next week or something i remember having this conversation at some point no we we're gonna record <laughs> this weekend but um oh. well i'm dumb then it was it was probably gonna be tomorrow i think we held off yeah. because the version update dropped like on a friday or something weird last yeah, week yeah it was weird and we didn't have enough time what? to actually even friday or thursday um yeah but yeah we didn't have enough time to actually like check it out at all before we would normally record so this gave us like a week or so Mm. um and uh yeah i think you missed the part where we talked about that but vagary is pretty cool uh and that's about it cool neat all right any other puff logs that we've got i think that's Um, no that's that's pretty much it cool working on a lot of cool stuff and that's all you need to know at this point all right, well, thanks for joining us, and we will catch you next time on Pet Food Beta. Bye! Why?